Thank you for listening to the Crossridge Podcast. Today's message is by Senior Pastor Mark Farnell. For more information about Crossridge Church, visit our social medias or go to our website at crclife.org. We hope you enjoy the message. How's you being seated? I want to invite you to open your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 2. We are looking at and learning from uh, the believers in uh, the first church in Jerusalem. Great things were happening in this church. These believers were living God's way by God's power at work in them. Jesus had told these believers shortly before ascending back into heaven to sit at the right hand of the throne of God after his resurrection and post-resurrection appearances for 40 days. He shared with them, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. These words from Jesus to these believers years ago are still true for you and me today. When God saved us by his grace through our faith in Christ Jesus, God placed his Holy Spirit in us. We live God's way by the power of God's Holy Spirit alive and at work in us. Attempting to live the Christian life in our strength and wisdom results in frustration. It results in failure. It results in fatigue. We are strong in the Lord and in his vast, mighty strength. And so we see ourselves in this passage here this morning. Luke chapter 2, or Acts chapter 2 rather, Luke the author of the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2, I want to read, beginning in verse 42, this summary uh, that Luke shared about what God was doing in these believers in this church years and years ago. Uh, We're continuing from last Sunday as we make our way through renewing our commitment to live God's way in this new year. Verse 42, uh, Luke wrote these words, they devoted themselves, they being those believers, those disciples and followers of Jesus, the 120 uh, that added the 3,000 on that one day, uh, these uh, about 3,100 folks, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and the prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. God did amazing things in and through this church in Jerusalem. God is doing amazing things in and through his church today. God is doing amazing things in and through our church family. And so we are going to continue identifying some commitments that God wants us to either make, renew, or increase. Some of these commitments you're going to want to begin making in your lives. Some of these commitments you'll want to renew in your life. You've made these commitments before. It's time to renew them. Some of these commitments, God's going to ask you to increase in this new year so that we can continue living his way in this new year. These commitments that we're talking about, that we're identifying, that we're applying in our lives helps us 
live God's way by God's power at work in us. So the first commitment is be biblical. Uh, the, the Luke shared here that these, these disciples, these believers, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. We won't stay long on this point, on this commitment, because we covered it last Sunday. What we know is these believers devoted, committed, gave themselves to the apostles' preaching and teaching of God's word. God wants us to devote ourselves to his word. When we get in God's word, God's Holy Spirit, alive and at work in us, takes these words of freedom, of love, of joy, of truth, of wisdom, of power, of strength, of peace, and the Holy Spirit helps us to dwell on them, to understand them, to enjoy them, and to walk in obedience to them. It's like the kid's song says, the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. I stand upon the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E, the Bible. I'm sure you've heard that before, as I have. We know and understand that we need to be biblical. Our application from that first point is real simple. Be biblical. Get in God's word on a day-by-day basis. That means spending time with the Father week in and week out, day in and day out. We have devotion guides that are free for you uh, at our resource center that you can pick up, that you can spend time in the word day by day. We have links to our website to devotion guides so that you can spend time in the word day by day. We get in the word, we read the word, we study the word. Another application point, as we shared last week, is sit under the preaching and teaching of God's Word. As you're doing this morning, continue to do so week after week. And then most importantly, walk in obedience to God's Word by God's power at work in you and in me. We walk in obedience. We're not just listening to the Word. We're not just studying the Word. We're not just reading the Word. We're literally desiring by God's power to do what it says. Quick, quick note, all the other commitments that we're going to mention... Today and next week, these other commitments spring from this first commitment to be biblical. They all spring from this commitment. We know Scripture teaches us Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Yes. Same yesterday, same forever. So what does that mean? Well, it means a lot of things, but let me tell you one thing that it means. It means that this word is tried, trustworthy, and true. It means that this word does not need to be corrected, amended, updated, or changed. And we'll leave it at that because that's a whole nother sermon uh, that we could get off into. Just know and trust what this word says is true for you and me. Just like it was years ago, it is for us today. Second commitment. Now we're going to be biblical. Second commitment is going to be relational. These believers devoted themselves to the fellowship. They consistently, daily, steadfastly devoted, committed, gave themselves to the fellowship. Fellowship in the original language is the word koinonia. It means community. It means partnership. It means sharing. It means to have in common with. So what Luke was telling us is these believers enjoyed fellowship, community, and unity with one another because they were family in Jesus. And we see here in this passage, their fellowship with one another ran deep. It ran deep. One of the reasons was because they were spending time with one another every day. Luke makes that clear throughout this summary. Every day they met together in the temple. Every day they met from home to home in one another's houses. These believers were devoted to one another, to the fellowship. They knew one another. 
They knew one another's families. They knew one another's children. They knew one another's background. They knew one another's story. They knew one another's needs. They knew even what was in one another's pantries because they were enjoying meals with one another day after day after day. These believers were spending time with one another. They knew one another. They were relational with each other. And it's vitally important for us to understand the reality of this commitment. It's so important for us to be relational, to commit to one another, to commit to spending time with one another. That's what these believers were doing. They were spending that time ministering to one another. So the question uh, that we ask ourselves is why is it important to be relational? Why is it important? We know it's important to be biblical, and we know that Luke gave us some uh, information, some steps that we looked at last week, important to be biblical. We know it, God wants us to be relational. The question is, why is it important to be relational? Let's look at just a few answers that we see right here in this passage, just a few reasons why it's important to be relational. First, it's important to be relational because God doesn't want us to live alone. He doesn't want us to live alone. We see that here, this truth, once again, here in this passage and throughout God's word. We know that Luke told us previously in chapter 2 that about 3,000 were added to the church in that one day. 3,000 new members were added to the church in that, that one day. Luke told us in verses 42 through 47 that these believers were together. They had all things in common. They were holding all things in common. So we know God wants us to be relational because God is a relational God. He wants us to be relational because he's a relational God. God is with us by his Holy Spirit in us. God knows us. God loves us. God's watching over us. God's working in us. God's eyes are on us. God's ears are open to our cries for help. We are family in Jesus today, tomorrow, and for eternity. And so we know God wants us to be relational because he's a relational God. We see that in the Godhead, the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so since God is a relational God, he wants us to be relational with him and with one another. Therefore, we need to know one another, love one another, do life with one another, enjoy one another, because we are going to spend eternity with one another. And so he desires us to be relational. He doesn't want any follower of his to live alone. It's clear that God doesn't want or call for any Lone Ranger Christ followers. He doesn't want that. He wants us to be relational to one another. That's why when God saves us, he immediately places us in his family. We're part of God's family, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. And he wants us to get plugged into a local church family. That's what we see here going on in Jerusalem. These 3,000 believers, they trusted Christ. They were baptized. They were part of God's family. And then he connected them to the local church family right there. Why? So that they could be relational with one another. Because God doesn't want us to live alone. We're never alone as followers of Jesus Christ. We know this because of God's Holy Spirit within us. We're never alone. God's always with us. No matter what you're going to face today, no matter what you face this week, no matter what the challenge, what the circumstance, what's, whatever the need, whatever the pain may be, you are not alone as a follower of Jesus Christ. 
God is with you every step of your way. Now, our enemy will do everything he can to lie to you, to convince you you're all alone, to try to cause you to think that everyone has deserted you and even God has deserted you, to try to cause you to think no one cares about you, which those are lies designed to steal, kill, and destroy. Because we know God's truth tells us that he is with us. And he desires us to be relational with one another. Because it wasn't any of us to live alone. The second reason he wants us to be relational is we need one another. We need one another. It's not easy. I don't know if you've found this to be the case. I'm sure you probably have. It's not easy living for Jesus in a world opposed to Jesus. It's not easy living for Jesus in a world living in rebellion against Jesus. It wasn't easy for these believers years ago, and we'll touch on that in the coming weeks. And it's not easy for us today. They needed one another, and we need one another. We need our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. That's why God has placed us in his family. We need him and we need one another and God works in our lives through the ministry of one another. Three needs that we have from one another, we receive from one another as members of God's family. Now certainly there are many, many more uh, blessings that we could list than these three, but these three we see within this passage. The first is encouragement. In verse 44, Luke wrote, now all the believers were together and held all things in common. These believers were uniquely able to encourage one another effectively because of all they had in common with one another. We today are uniquely able to encourage one another effectively as brothers and sisters in Christ because of all we have in common with one another. We have the same Father through Jesus. We have the same faith in Jesus. We have the same focus on Jesus. We have the same future with Jesus. We have the same calling from Jesus to follow Jesus. We have the same commission to go and make disciples of all nations for Jesus. We have the same book, the Bible. We have the same helper, the Holy Spirit. We have the same privilege of prayer. We have the same victory through our faith in Jesus. We face the same trials and troubles and temptations and tribulations because God is at work in our lives, making us more and more like his son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Encouragement is something that we can do with one another. Encouragement is a need we have from one another. Encouragement is a blessing we can give to one another. Really, honestly, encouragement is one of the greatest gifts that we can give to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus because we're family. We have a lot in common with one another. We know one another. We know what's going on with one another. We may not be in the particular challenge that one another is currently in, but we've probably been there before and we've seen God at work and we can provide encouragement. And even if we haven't been there before, we know our God is more than able to sustain us and strengthen us. He's with us. All things work together for the good of those, as we shared just a few moments ago, who love him and are called according to his purpose. We can offer these words of encouragement. When we're biblical, it helps us, as you see, to be relational. And so encouragement. You can imagine these believers in many, many different ways were encouraging one another because of all that they had in common with one another. A second thing that we need is support. In verse 45, 
Luke said, they sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. Look at that again. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. These believers were supporting one another. Now remember, as we shared last Sunday, many of the 3,000 new believers there in Jerusalem were from out of town. They were there in Jerusalem, celebrate Pentecost. They were saved by God's grace through their faith in Christ Jesus, and many of them stayed. They were from out of town. They were without jobs. They were without resources. They were without homes. They were away from family, friends, and the familiar. They needed support. They needed support. And these believers in Jerusalem shared with one another. They supported by one, one another by sharing with one another, by showing hospitality to one another. They held all their things loosely so that they could give, watch this, so that they could give freely, so that they could give quickly, so they could give generously, so that no needs were being unmet. We need support from one another. Just as we need encouragement from one another, we need support from one another. We need to give support to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Whether that's emotionally, financially, physically, relationally, spiritually, whatever the area, whatever the need, we, as best as we can, as brothers and sisters in Christ, need to support one another by the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. We are able to support one another by sharing with one another. We too are called to hold all things loosely so that we can give freely and quickly and generously to those who have needs. We support one another in many different ways. Just a few. We support one another through our life teams. We support one another by getting to know one another through our life teams, through our different opportunities to develop relationships on Sunday mornings or in our Sunday afternoon life teams or in our midweek life teams on Wednesday nights and other discipleship groups and settings. We get to know one another. We learn about one another by doing life with one another. This helps us to get to know one another. We support one another through ministering with one another. When we serve in an area of ministry within our church on Sundays, on Wednesdays, Throughout the summer, all of our different ministry opportunities, and there are many different ways that you can minister week in and week out. When we minister with one another, we learn about one another. And the more we know about one another, the better able we are to support and encourage one another. These folks were meeting together every day. Luke made it clear they were meeting every day. Because of that, they knew one another because of that, they were able to encourage one another and support one another because they knew how and where they needed the support and encouragement because they were doing life together. And it's vitally important for us to continue to be relational because in so doing, we are able to know one another. We're then able to know how and where and when to encourage and support one another. It's beautiful what God was doing within this church as this church continued to grow here in Jerusalem. So they were giving and receiving encouragement, giving and receiving support. A third blessing we are able to give to one another that we see here is accountability. It's accountability. 
He continued to verse 46. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts. These brothers and sisters were accountable to one another because they met with one another day by day by day by day. I mean, they were checking in with one another. They were making sure they saw one another face to face. How much better, how much easier, how much quicker can this area be for us today when we can text, we can FaceTime, we can email, we can call, we can drop by and visit. There's so many different ways that we can be accountable to one another. There's so many different ways that we can see one another every day, that we can spend time with one another every day. That was what was going on here. These believers, what we see here is they stayed close to God and they stayed close to one another. They were staying close to God and close to one another. Spiritual accountability is a blessing for all of us. It was a blessing for these believers. It's a blessing for us. Spiritual accountability helps us and one another stay close to God, his word, his people, his praise, and our victory in Jesus. As we know one another, as we're relational with one another, we're able to be accountable to one another. We're able to check in with one another and provide encouragement, provide support, but also provide accountability. As we stay close to God and one another, it encourages our brothers and sisters to stay close to God and one another. That way, when something is going on, when a challenge happens, when something goes bad in our brother or sister's life, and all of a sudden we don't see them as much anymore, we're not hearing from them, because we know them, because we're doing life with them, because we are biblical, because we're relational, we can then reach out, check on them, find out what's going on, what's happening, and maintain that accountability. We see this here within this church. And being relational is vitally important for you and for me because God doesn't want us to live alone. We need one another. A third reason it's important is people need Jesus. That's why it's important for us to be relational. Those who didn't know Jesus, you see this happening here in Jerusalem. Those who didn't know Jesus were drawn to Jesus by God's work in this church family. Specifically, the joy and the love that was shared from brother and sister to brother and sister in this church. It was outstanding. It drew the attention of those outside the church. It looked so good. It sounded so good. Those outside the church wanted inside the church because of what they saw going on. The agape love of God at work flowing from brother and sister to brother and sister as they were meeting together, as they were enjoying one another, as they were celebrating God's favor, God's grace in their lives, in their relationships, as they were in one another's homes. Those outside the church were looking and watching and saying, I want that. I don't have that. I want that. And it's so important for us as followers of Jesus Christ. Listen, if you're here this morning and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I don't have that. I'm a follower of Jesus. But, but I really don't have that agape love. I don't sense that agape love flowing in me and flowing through me and flowing from others to me and from me to others. Then get relational. That means you need to renew this relational commitment. Maybe it means you need to make this relational commitment. Maybe it means you need to increase that relational commitment, not just to God, but to one another. We need to increase that commitment, being relational with one another. So that that can happen because 
being relational is important because those who don't know Jesus see Jesus through God's work in us. It's the same principle years ago that happens today. Those outside the church see what's going on in the church and it draws them to the church, draws them to Jesus. That's why Jesus told us by this, all people will know you're my disciples if you love one another. Listen, it's our privilege to love one another. It's our privilege to encourage one another. It's our privilege to support one another. It's our privilege to hold one another accountable. It's our privilege to tell others the good news about Jesus with our words. It's our privilege to show Jesus through our actions. It's our privilege. It's our joy. It's our responsibility. And so we need to renew. We need to make new. We need to increase this commitment to being biblical, but also to being relational. What does that mean? It means get in a life team. It means find an area of service and begin serving week in and week out, month in and month out. It means invest in your relationships with your brothers and sisters in Christ. It means take, take that next step and invite a brother or sister, invite another family to come over, invite someone to go to lunch. Get out with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Invest in those relationships. Because when that happens, we're able to see God at work in us. Others see God at work in us, and they're drawn to what God is doing through us. It's awesome to see what God is doing within his family. And it's important for others outside the church to see that so that they can find that light that they need out of the darknesses of the world to get to Christ Jesus, to get to his church. And so we know it's vitally important to be biblical. It's important to be relational. Being relational stems from that commitment of being biblical. And then we see a third commitment is be missional, which being missional stems from being relational and being biblical. We see that in verse 47. These believers were praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And here it is. Every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Every day. Say that with me. Every day, one more time, every day, God was at work changing lives for eternity in Jerusalem. These believers were effective witnesses for Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit at work in them, just like Jesus told them would happen before he ascended into heaven. Every day, the Lord was adding to their number those who are being saved. What an awesome, awesome picture of what God was doing here in this church family. And God desires for you and for me to be missional. As followers of Jesus, we are disciples of Jesus. As followers of Jesus, we are ministers for Jesus. As followers of Jesus, we are servants of Jesus. As followers of Jesus, we are witnesses for Jesus. We are called to go and make disciples of all nations for Jesus. We know as we go, Jesus is with us every step of our way because he told us he is with us every step of our way. So literally, we are on mission for Jesus with Jesus. If you're taking notes, being missional just simply means we are on mission for Jesus with Jesus. He is with us every step of our way. We never go alone. So if we're going to be missional, being missional means we tell others about Jesus. Being missional means we're going to tell others about Jesus. That means we need to be biblical so that we can know the gospel, so that we can share the gospel and tell others about Jesus. We know that if we're going to be missional, we're going to tell others 
about Jesus. That means we need to be biblical. We need to know the gospel. We need to know that we were all once sinners and we, were, we have fallen short of the glory of God. We were separated from God because of our sin against God. We had no help, no way of getting rid of our sin and getting to God on our own. We literally deserve justice for our sin against God, which would ultimately be eternal separation from God in the very real place called hell. But God, by his grace, mercy, and love, sent his son Jesus, our Savior, to this earth to do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. Jesus met God's demand for a perfect sacrifice to be made. So we who are imperfect can be made right with a perfect God. Jesus lived a perfect life. He was crucified on the cross. He was buried in the tomb. On the third day, he rose again victorious over sin and death for you and me. And the good news of the gospel is we can receive forgiveness of our sins. We can enter into a relationship with God by placing our faith and trust in Jesus Christ and trusting his finished work on the cross for our salvation. We respond to God's grace at work in our lives by repenting of our sins, confessing them to God, and receiving his gift of salvation, love, and life. By placing our faith in Jesus. This is the good news of the gospel. And so if we're going to be missional, we're going to tell others about Jesus. We need to be biblical. We need to know the gospel so that we can share the gospel. We also need to know what Jesus has commanded us in his word. We need to obey what Jesus commanded us in his word so that we can do what he called us to do, which is teach others to know and obey his commands in his word. So we know being missional means telling others about Jesus. Being missional means showing Jesus to others through our actions as well. So that means we need to be relational. If we're going to be missional, we've got to be biblical, but we've also got to be relational. We need to stay close to Jesus so that he shines through us instead of us. We need to stay close to those God places around us so that we can show Jesus to them by our lives, by how we love one another, by how we serve one another. We are witnesses for Jesus. We're the hands and feet of Jesus to those God places around us. Many times others are going to make the determination of whether they join us at church by what they see in and through our lives. So it's vitally important not just to be biblical and relational, but to be missional as well. So the question then is how can we be missional? What are some ways we can be missional? Three ways real quick. First is give. We give our tithes and offerings to the Father Weekly, monthly, whatever that case may be for you and your family, weekly, monthly, so that we can fulfill the Great Commission together right here where God has planted us. But we also know that there's another way that we're able to give, that we may not all go to the nations personally. We can give so others can go to the nations. We are able to give so that we can support those who God has called to take the good news of the gospel to the nations. One of those ways is through our international missions offering. We have the international missions offering every December of every year, and we give over and above our tithes and offerings so that we can support our missionary partners, and then we send that out in that following year, which would be this year. So I have the joy, the privilege to share with you today the total for our 2022 IMO international missions offering. Uh, guys, you ready? Is... $36,387. Go, God, go. Say that with me. Go, God, go. That's a record for our international missions offering since we've been doing this. A record. So how does this break out? Let me share with you what's going to happen. Uh, 
5,000 of that is going to go to Jake and Ginger and Timber Goss serving in Lesotho. Had a great conversation with them yesterday uh, talking about this new year, the new plan, all that's happening. That's going to include audio Bibles in the Lesotho language. Uh, some of the, many of the folks they're ministered to can't read, but they have these audio Bibles in their language. Also other Bibles in their language for those who can read. They're starting a college ministry there in the local college uh, in Maseru. And so that's going to include uh, the supplies, feeding the students, all kinds of different things. They're involved with providing clothes for orphans, uh, school support for kids, those families that have kids that can't find the, the, the means for the supplies, the needs, the fees for schools. That's a way they minister. Uh, and that's how we are able to minister in Lesotho through our giving. We are uh, partnering with Jake Ginger and Timber there in Lesotho. And that's where that money will be spent in this new year. We'll give updates to you as we make our way through. If there's more needs, as I've shared with them, let us know. We'll do all we can to meet those needs. One in particular, I'll just share with you one need. Jake did ask and Ginger, one need, uh, one prayer request, February 1st through the 3rd. If you're praying for them, let me give you a specific request. February 1st through the 3rd, Jake, Ginger, and Timber have a, a, a unique opportunity. God has blessed them with an opportunity to go into a new village. The problem is you can't get to this village by land or by water. So you gotta, they got to fly. So they're partnering with the MAF, the Mission Aviation Fellowship, uh, is going to fly them uh, into uh, the villages there, into the mountain villages, uh, where they can't access any other way, and leave them there, and then they're going to fly them back out after their time there. So February 1st through 3rd, if you could pray for Jake and Ginger as they're ministering there in Lesotho in a brand new village, uh, seeking to find ways that they can get the gospel uh, to that new village. Second is John and Debbie, uh, Shandra Sekar, serving in India. Uh, we're giving $4,000 to John and Ebby. I've been communicating with John and Ebby this week. Gospel crusades. They're involved with all kinds of gospel crusades in the cities where they're ministering. Men's fellowship meetings, all kinds of ministry needs, hospitality gifts. They minister. <clears throat> they, they show love to the poor in the areas where they're at, the needy, uh, and that opens the door for gospel uh, presentations and communication. They're also supporting uh, northern Indri, uh, India missionaries where there's great persecution in northern India, as you remember John sharing when he was here last year. And so that's going to help go to support them. We're also finishing off all the solar panels and meeting all those needs that we uh, mentioned last year as well for the uh, missionaries there in northern India. David, Cynthia, and Talsi Vega serving in Panama. Uh, $5,800 will go to help with water filter projects for the mountain villages, the vehicle maintenance. Uh, for those who have been there, you know that vehicle needs a lot of maintenance because of the where they're going and how they're getting there and uh, the uh, stress on the vehicles to get to where they go. Uh, women's retreat, uh, Bibles, hymn books, follow-up trips uh, to the mountain villages. Uh, as we've shared with each of these ministry partners, uh, they are excited about continuing to take the gospel to the nations through, uh, and we get to partner with them. And then we're also sharing and giving $21,587 uh, to missionaries, to over 3,500 missionaries like Jake, Ginger, and Timber, who are serving around the world through the International Mission Board. Go, God, go. Amen? Give the Lord a hand. Thank you. Thank you so much for your generosity, your faithfulness to give. 
That's a way we're able to be missional is by giving. We're looking at new partnerships uh, this year, new opportunities for mission trips uh, this year, next year, and beyond as God continues uh, to send us to the nations, specifically sending some of us, but then also allowing us to be a part of his work in the nations through giving. A second way is by prayer is to pray. We not only are missional as we give, we're missional as we pray. Pray for God to open up opportunities for you to go to those who are far from us. Pray that God would open an opportunity for you to go on mission with him this year. Pray for those opportunities, for God to present to you those opportunities, those invitations to join him in his work in his world. But also pray for the missionaries who are currently on mission in the nations that you know of, these that we've mentioned, and so many others that are out sharing the good news of the gospel in the name and the power of Jesus uh, that we may not know personally, but we know they're out. Over 3,500 uh, missionaries throughout the world taking the good news of the gospel to the nations. We can give and we can also pray, praying specifically for those in the nations. We had an opportunity uh, for one of our members, uh, Brother Jorge Rivas, last year, last fall, if you remember, he was able to go to the nation of Bolivia uh, to help with uh, the ITM ministries there in Bolivia. Uh, they had purchased a plane because in their ministry, uh, in order to get to the mountain villages to take the gospel there, many of those villages are only accessible by plane, as we heard about Jake and Ginger will happen in, in February. And so they, the ministry had purchased a plane, but it was not uh, serviceable because they needed avionics help. And Jorge was here when the missionaries were back home on furlough, heard about the avionics need, and he just happened to be an avionics technician. And we were able to send, uh, help send Jorge over to Bolivia, and he was able to work on that plane. And so I think we got a video here. You got to watch quick. You got to listen well and watch. Piece of cake, right? Just landed right there. Smooth. That's the plane. That's the plane that Brother Jorge worked on. It is operational. It is being used by God for kingdom purposes. They are able to now fly supplies. They're able to take missionaries back so the good news of the gospel continues to reach those uh, mountain jungle villages there in Bolivia. So we pray. We pray for opportunities to go to those far from us, but we also pray for opportunities to go to those close to us. Pray for our family, our friends, our coworkers, our classmates, our teammates, our neighbors to come to know Jesus and to live for Jesus. We pray that God would add to our number those who are being saved every day. I want to invite you to join in prayer with me to pray that God would continue adding to our number those who are being saved day in and day out, week in and week out, giving us opportunities to go to those far from us, those close to us. So we give and we pray. And then the third way we're able to be missional is, is to go. It's to go. We have opportunities to be missional every single day. 
You can be missional today, right here, right now. And in just a few moments, I'm going to challenge you to be missional. What are you talking about? It's real simple. Being missional can include smiling at someone, shaking a hand, hugging someone, blessing someone in the name of Jesus, serving someone, meeting a need, praying for someone, praying with someone, encouraging someone, sharing a positive word with someone, opening the door for someone. Being missional means focusing in on God's call on lives. We're his we are his witnesses, and so we're going to be biblical. We know what the word says. We're going to be relational. We're going to look for opportunities to, to be relational with our brothers and sisters and those God places around us, knowing that they're all members of our congregations that God places around us. He's not a coincidental God. He's an intentional, purposeful God, and then we're going to be missional. We're going to go to those he places around us, and we're going to bless them. We have opportunities to be missional here within our church. Our dollar days, one of the many reasons and purposes for our dollar days is simply so that we can be relational and missional right here in our town, in our community, every month. Many of those dollar day opportunities are opportunities for you to go with us, to go with us and to minister to folks and to share the love of Jesus, be the hands and feet of Jesus to those God places around us. We can go through our missions. We can go through our ministry serving in our preschool ministry, serving in our children's ministry, serving in our student ministry, serving in all different areas of adult ministries, serving through specific ministries in different ways throughout the year. Serving is a great way that we're able to, to be missional. We can be missional as we go and just simply invite others to come to church. Just invite others to come to church. Statistics show the likelihood of folks, especially those who don't necessarily know the Lord yet, Coming to church dramatically increases if they simply receive an invitation. Statistics show that really all it takes, and this is convicting, it's encouraging, it's motivating. The statistics show that what folks are waiting on is for a follower of Jesus Christ to say, you want to come with me to church? And many say, that's all it'll take. The likelihood dramatically increases when we invite. We go as we give, as we pray, and then as we, we go, being missional, those guys placed around us. Real quick, five truths we know about being missional. The first is God loves those he places around us. Five truths, real quick. Second, God's at work in those he places around us. He loves those he places around us. He's at work in those he places around us. Third, God wants us to be ready to be used by him. If he loves them, he's at work in him. He wants us to be ready to be used by him because we know we've been created in Christ Jesus to do what good works with God's prayer ahead of time for us to do. Fourth, God will empower us to do what he asks us to do. So whatever he asks us to do, when we're ready to be used by him, whatever he asks us to go do, he'll help us, he'll empower us to do whatever that is. So then all we need to do is share and serve and God saves. Don't miss this. In verse 47, Luke wrote, the Lord. Say it with me, the Lord. Again, the Lord added to their number every day. 
those who are being saved. Our God is the God who is mighty to save. God is the one who saves us by his grace through our response of faith and trust in Jesus Christ and his work for us on the cross of Calvary. Jesus stepped out of heaven and he came to this earth on a rescue mission to save us from our sins. Being missional, being relational, being biblical, making these commitments just simply means we're going to join God in his work in his world. And as we do, God blesses us. God grows us in our faith in him. God uses us for his purposes, which are best for us and those around us. And God blesses others through us. Let me ask you to bow in prayer. And I'm going to challenge each of us this morning. Now's an opportunity for some of us to, to make these commitments, some of us to renew these commitments, some of us to increase these commitments. But even here right now in these moments, God's going to give us an opportunity to practice these commitments, to be relational and to be missional. That means to go to one another here in these moments. Our prayer partners will be sitting here at the front. They would love to pray with you, pray for you if you've got a need, care, concern. They would love to be able to bless you. The altar is open as it always is to come and do business with the Father. But here's God's challenge for you and for me. If we're going to be relational and missional outside these walls, when God sends us to our mission fields, then it's going to start, it's going to happen as we are relational, missional within these walls, with our family, with our brothers and sisters in Christ, those that we need. And so I'm going to encourage you to be relational this morning, to walk in the Word. I'm going to encourage you to be missional. I'm going to encourage you to go and pray with one another. I'm going to encourage you to go and encourage one another. I'm going to encourage you to go and support one another. I'm going to encourage you to go and be a blessing to one another, just to move out from where you're standing in just a moment and go in and just be a, a blessing. Pray. Go. Minister. Serve. Maybe it's just a good word. Maybe it's just a smile and a handshake. Maybe it's a, a smile and a hug. Maybe it's a, a quick word of encouragement, a blessing. Maybe it's a quick thank you. Whatever the case may be, we have an opportunity. We have the privilege. We have the responsibility. We have the joy right here, right now. As family, we know one another. We have much in common with one another. We're uniquely equipped to encourage one another because of all that we have in common as family in Jesus. So let's be relational. Let's be missional. Let's go to one another. And if you have yet to receive God's gift of salvation, by placing your faith in Jesus, as we share the good news of the gospel, then we would love we would love to introduce you to Jesus. Today is the day of salvation for you, sir, for you, ma'am, to say yes to Jesus. These prayer partners, we would love to introduce you to Jesus. God is calling us to make, to renew, to increase, to practice these commitments here, now, this morning. Let's walk in the Word. Let's do what God says. Let's stand and say yes to the Father right now.